Welcome back to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome back to our watch club for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. We're more than that. We're a family. Aren't we? Welcome back to Watch Club. My name is CT0831, but you can call me Hugs. And this is our Watch Club for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 9, titled The Crossing. If you're joining us for the first time, this is Watch Club, our weekly review series. Kind of like a book club, but way better. Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this series and Star Wars in general. So if you haven't watched this week's episode yet, be sure to do so. And then come right back in less than 12 parsecs. Now, before we get trapped inside of a, a mind filled with explosive raw materials, uh, let me introduce you to our <laughs> experimental crew of ragtag troopers. First up, he's dropping in from the sky way up high. We have the dopest, dankest dude on Dagobah, CT1006, but you can call him Joints. Ahoy hoy. Ahoy it's just hoy. the one. I only missed the one. <laughs> we should all say it at this point. We should all just go ahoy hoy. You we know, know it's I mean? coming. Um, it's you know it's it's an ahoy hoy kind of. D- how would how would um, Omegan say ahoy hoy? Would it be, oh. you know? Ahoy hoy. I I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. It just <laughs> sounds exactly the same. Ahoy hoy. I don't think. Yeah. It's a, you know what? Ahoy hoy is a universal language. <laughs> There's no the accent world. when you say it. No, and I think we need that in this time of, of our lives, in this in these days, in these hard times. We need a hoy hoy. Listen, you're already hearing her voice rounding out our small battalion. We are so glad to have a true friend and war hero joining us, and her name is CTO one eighteen, but you can call her Brushstroke. You can also call me Omegan, apparently. <laughs> it's it's great. Like it's just I don't understand how we didn't think of that earlier. I know, like, that's it's shocking. A season and a half for us to get to that point, basically. It's kind of yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> uh well listen, before we get to this week's episode, which admittedly I think is a I think we can classify as a little bit of a lighter episode again. Um, you know, especially after our double bill last week of yeah. getting such a heavy episode, I think, you know what, it, there's, there's times for it. I think this is a time for a light episode of sort of just, Hey, you know what? You got to decompress you a lot last week. Got to mm-hmm. decompress, got to yeah. breathe, got to have a nice little moment inside of a, a mine or what have you, even though <laughs> there was some scary stuff that happened too. Uh, but listen, um, this episode, the crew does get stuck in a mine after searching for some Ipsium. And so I got a little bit of a, because this is a lighter episode, I got a little game to play. A game. Uh, that can be kind of fun for our batches. Uh, it's called a batch game. Uh, no, it's not called the batch game. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's uh, basically, you know, in, in this episode, they're searching for Ipsium, uh, which is a, a, what we'll call a Star Wars um, uh, material or, 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 you know, substance, if you will. Sure. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of those in Star Wars. So you both of you can team up here, okay? I have, let's see here, I have 12, including Ipsium. I'm going to give you Ipsium for okay. free. Okay. I have 12 substances or minerals, oh no. and I want to see how many Star Wars substances or minerals you can collectively name. I have one. <laughs> okay, go for it. What's, what's yours? <laughs> um, it actually reminded me a lot of the way they explained Ipsium in this, Coaxium? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
We got Coaxium on the list. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Woo-hoo. Very nice. Darcy, <laughs> come on. Bring it, buddy. Bring it. What do you got? Uh, you know, I work with minerals for, for a living, so I feel <laughs> right? like when it comes to my fantasies, I, I try to not pay attention to that <laughs> stuff because that is, again, what I do for work. So, I, again, I'm drawing a blank here. I, Coaxium was the one I had, and, and Megan stole it. So <laughs> I got an easy one for you. I got an easy one for you, and it's in our world, and it's in the Star Wars world, and it's memed to death. Come on. It's, it's, it, he hates memed? it. Memed? He hates oh, it. Oh, sand. Sand? Sand is one. Sand? We got okay, sand. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'll give you more hints uh, if you need oh, it. D- there's dunium. I remember dunium. Hey. That's, the, that's used in, in some... It's in the Death Star, and I know Thrawn wants it for his Defender program. I remember Whoa. that much from that one story. <laughs> dunium. Du- okay, is it dunium or rhydonium? Is that, is that the word? I feel like they're two different They're two, they're two separate ones. things. Okay, yeah, I gave you yeah. another one. Okay. Cool. Yeah, got one out of him there. Uh, <laughs> kyber crystals. Ky- kyber, kyber crystals. Yes, that's, we got that's another material. one. Yeah, well okay. okay, okay, okay. Come on. Hmm. Hmm. You know, um, I feel like if you want to get high in the Star Wars universe, they oh, don't spice. have the greens. They got spice. spice. That's right. Okay. That's right. Okay, okay. He seems so I obvious really once you I'm, say them. <laughs> yeah. You went really broad with it and you, when we were thinking about like coaxium and yeah. ipsium. I'm thinking I, I more like chemicals. Chemicals. Or fuels. It'll be on the, yeah. I mean, I literally even have drinks on here. I've got three drinks. Uh, oh, blue milk? Star Wars. Is blue, blue milk, milk on there? We got blue milk. Yeah. What else? <laughs> What it's like blue milk, but oh, is it green milk? Yeah, green, green milk, milk as yeah, well. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> okay, and then in the Mandalorian, they drink uh, they drink a drink that starts with S. What do you got? Oh All God. I can think of is Sarlacc, and I know that's not it. That's <laughs> the first thing that popped Sarlacc into my head. Sarlacc uh, spit. Mm, Spotchka. Spotchka is the one. Oh, I would never Spotchka. have gotten that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. And then there's there's two more that are honestly. No, there's three more that are super obvious. There's three oh, more God. that are super obvious. Um, Fuel you, you is would not maybe one of them. See one of our heroes trapped in this. Oh, stuff. what's that solution? <laughs> solution. The liquid that <laughs> they're in. Oh, Bacta. The Bacta stuff. <laughs> okay, I'll give you Bacta bath water. <laughs> sure. Um, that wasn't the one I was but thinking, when but I like when it. When Han like Solo it. is like. Han Solo Frozen, is yeah. carbonite. 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 That is correct. I okay, don't know the names, two, but I know the references. Geez, this is a <laughs> few more I want you to figure out, okay? Um, Attack of the Clones. Um, you know, we're in a bar. We get approached by some boop, freaky boop, looking boop, dude boop, with boop, spiky boop, hair. Boop, 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 boop. And what happens? He offers us a. I don't got c- it. A cigarettes in our world have been called this. Oh, death stick. A death stick. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I guess I should expand. Yeah, you're right. I think it's a little unfair. I should have said, like, just things. <laughs> the Star Wars point. universe, because these At aren't just point, minerals. These I are think these are all products like, at this point. Yeah, Food, materials, drink. products. <laughs> okay, there's one more really obvious one that we didn't get yet. Uh, and I really want you to get it. It's it's okay. something that's super important to the live action uh, Star Wars universe. In on Disney Plus, let's go that far. Okay, so material. Oh, oh, uh, Beskar. Beskar is Beskar, absolutely the armor. correct. Well yeah, okay. They All were right, obvious. So listen, ten, we just needed some help. You got ten. <laughs> it's okay. You got ten, and and uh, that's pretty good. Um, the only other ones I have, yeah, like Rhydonium, uh, mm-hmm. Spotchka, 
Uh, yeah, and then I, I didn't even realize, um, I didn't think of Back to Bathwater, but I like that <laughs> one the most. That's my, that's my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, listen, thank you so much for playing this batch game with me. Uh, before we <laughs> drop our own case of explosive Ipsium, let's get to the plot for this week's episode. Um, our plot this week starts off with some dope Western-themed music as we see Clone Force 99 landing on a dry desert planet. Uh, they enter a mine purchased by SIDS so they can gather some Ipsium, a tremendously valuable mineral that in its raw state is highly combustible. Uh, Hunter and Tech head inside while Wrecker and Omega stay outside on watch duty. Omega is then called in and she's the only one who can fit into a small hole to gather some Ipsium from a deposit. Uh, while gathering the raw materials, the Marauder is stolen and flies off into the oncoming storm. While making their way to the nearest spaceport, a massive herd of deer-like creatures stampede toward them uh, in, in a scene that looks like it was out of The Lion King. Uh, and inside the canyon, the only escape is up. But Wrecker drops the case of Ipsium. He jumps down like a boss and protects it with his own body. Uh, and then the storm is, starts barreling towards them. Uh, and the batch head inside of another mine to take shelter, losing the Ipsium case in the process, which gets lifted up by the storm and blows up the entrance to the tunnel they just entered, thus trapping them inside. Again, a lot of tunnels <laughs> breaking apart in this series. It seems to be the thing. If you, Hey, you know what? We need to find a way to, to keep our... Bad Batch in one location. Oh, yeah. drop them in a tunnel. <laughs> Great. <laughs> old old mines are for, they're known for you know co like collapsing and stuff That's like true. that. I buy it, it. even in it the real world they're very delicate sub, uh, areas. So with those blaster fire and explosions, it comes with happen. the yeah. It comes with the territory. If you mm -hmm. go in a mine, be prepared to just be trapped in it. That's how it yeah. works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so uh, let's let's talk about this. Who do you think could have stolen their ship? And you know, Ipsium. We've have we had Ipsium? I mean, Megan, you were saying coaxium is a thing, yeah. um, which you know, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, I think, is where I heard of coaxium first with Hondo. Okay, um, or maybe it's in the it animated in Solo. series. It was in Solo. It was in That's Solo. where I that was the main it. plot line for Solo. Yeah, that, okay. that whole train heist was for coaxium. Yeah. Okay. You know what? It's interesting you mentioned Solo. While I was looking up materials from Star Wars, one of them was Kesseline. Like gasoline, but from Kessel. But from Kessel. <laughs> and it's the green water that you see outside of the place that they liberate all the droids from. And I was like, oh, that's Kesseline. Okay, neat. Anyways, sorry. Um, but <laughs> but have we seen Ipsium before? Is that a thing we've gotten before? I don't think we have. Is Again, I don't I don't pay attention to it. I'm reading currently I'm reading the High Republic stuff, but yeah. Again, it may have been mentioned there as like an older fuel source or something. But again, with the galaxy so wide, I'm not surprised there's multiple, you know, sources for fuel or energy or whatever Ipsium is going to be used for. It seems very reactive. Wouldn't be surprised if it's like a weapon ingredient or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I... who stole the ship? Who stole that <laughs> ship? Honestly, I thought it was I thought it was a Hondo at first because the helmet and like the dreads and I'm like, wait a second, that's a baby Hondo. That's that's we're not at that timeline. Okay, it's not Hondo, just some some random punk. Yeah, I won't be opposed to baby Hondo though. Star Wars, if you want to give us baby Hondo, would be. But how would you have baby Hondo if we saw older Hondo in the Clone Wars already? Like, no, I mean, like he has a baby. Could he have had a baby or a grandkid or something? Right, something like that. Like that would be fantastic. Well, I'm wondering, too, there's um, an episode of Clone Wars, I believe, that, mm -hmm. or it's Rebels. I think it's Clone Wars, where 
um, they get stuck on this planet and the only way to get off or it's almost like impossible to get off because the entire atmosphere is full of like um, droid type things that shoot lasers between the two of them and then when you're trying to leave it just blows up your spaceship um, so the planet mm -hmm. is full of all of these ragtag people who have arrived there and then become stranded because there's no way off I believe that's Clone Wars it, it, sounds, it sounds familiar, familiar. yeah, yeah. It could be both either, though, because it's been a while since I've watched either of those series. OK, so there's a kid that like runs the place there and he looks very similar oh. to this person who stole their ship. So I'm wondering if they've landed on this same planet because it's also very orange, full of like rock and mineral. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious. Interesting. I, Interesting. OK. I'm also wondering if that was this person's. Um, place at the end like was that where they were living okay. in that you know we'll talk about See, it more initially but, I thought it was an inside job I thought maybe <gasps> could Sid have potentially hired someone to like you know what I mean go against them I don't know I I don't know I'm, I'm that's that was my thought um, but yeah, we'll have to I feel like she see. she knows the batch well enough to send more than one person after them. That, that's mm -hmm. true. And like a kid, like maybe she a wouldn't kid. have fired. Yeah, you're right. I think this she is just someone who was there Hondo. and saw an opportunity to take the ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, but I I feel like this series hasn't thrown just a random character to do something as big as Steel of the Marauder from the Bad Batch. So that's why right. it, it's got to be someone either we know or someone that's important to the story. Mm -hmm. So I'm intrigued to see whenever they do find the Marauder and they get it back, who we will be introduced to. Who it will be. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's keep going here. Uh, Omega, still upset about Echo leaving, gets really frustrated when Tex sort of, you know, he has, like, sort of gives like a nonchalant explanation uh, that they might not get the Marauder back. Uh, and I love that line where, where he's like, it's just a means of transportation. She's like, it's our home, or yeah. however she says it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that up to Megan from now on. Uh, Omega <laughs> storms off and just wants to be alone. Uh, after some healthy crying, <laughs> sorry, it's, it's coming up. After some healthy crying, she sits down in a dark tunnel and turns off her light, only to discover a blue glow coming from a hole in the cavern wall. Behind this hole, she finds a ton of Ipsium. Uh, Wrecker and Hunter suggest that Tex should talk to her and resolve their beef. Uh, he begrudgingly agrees and tracks down Omega to discover she's already mining more mineral juice. Uh, he starts to assist her and all is well until she slips and falls into the rushing waters deep into the cavern. Tech jumps down and is able to recover her, but the two of them are pulled down the stream into the darkness. So before we keep going, I like I'm just picturing Megan's face as this is happening. <laughs> like, did was I the only one that got really freaked out when Omega fell into the darkness? Because it wasn't like a it wasn't like a. Ah! like a long fall like it was just she's just gone she like, fell into black it was it, you lost her so quickly yeah oh my god oh i wasn't expecting that i the way she was reaching towards te towards tech was that classic mm -hmm. like oh can't quite reach it and there's gonna be a final lunge and they would have grabbed each other that's always what happens so the fact that they yeah. flipped this on its head and she did fall i i full-blown like gasped at. i mean <laughs> i was not expecting that 
I like how you can see how much Tech cares for her, though, or at least sees her as a part of the team where that he just jumps like right after Done. her. Like there was like a second of pause before he's like, you know what? No, I'm coming too, type thing. It was that was really cool to see because again, you, he is so cold and analytical that you forget that he does have these feelings like we explore yeah. through this episode. So it was neat to see that into that little like, window of his life type thing. And for as smart and analytical as Tech is, I I I feel like that decision was made like you're saying, Darcy, like purely on like love for omega and mm-hmm. and and not even thinking cuz like I don't think he could calculate that how how deep it was. I don't think he'd be able to calculate that there'd if be there's water, water at yeah. the no. bottom. He just jumped because <laughs> so, like, he's like, I gotta save like, her. Listen, it's so kid, cool. Or maybe he was just like, hey, if the kid's dead, I I'm not gonna stick around to hear it from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna no. That's too dark. Way too, too dark. dark. The show is dark, but it's not getting that dark. No. Uh, for, still still for still for general audiences. But dude, that was. Uh, that freaked me out. Like I was like, "Wow!" Like they just really just sucked her into the darkness. It was really yeah. freaky. And then when they when they sort of came out the other side, that blue water. Have any of you? I know we're kind of going off topic here. Have either of you gone been in water in a cavern? Because it seems like the most serene, beautiful thing. You've done it, Megan. I have in Mexico. They have a lot of places wow. called cenotes, which are like underground natural springs. Um, some -hmm. of them are very much open. It's just like a big hole in the ground and there's natural water down there. So, um, because of the amount of algae that's in it, you can like float in this water without doing anything. Um, I'm not somebody who can float on water, so I could actually float and it was shocking. (laughs) Um, and it's very, very blue. There are other ones who are... Uh, other cenotes that are much more cavernous it's like a small hole that you have to take a a rope ladder down and then it's this big open cavern and it's true there's a lot of like it's very sciencey but there's a lot of algae that glows in the dark yeah so bioluminescent stuff it's yeah 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 and it it's very cool it feels very like pandora (laughs) jeez darcy if they have any of those in paris we should go okay when we go on a (laughs) trip I mean, I, when I was going over there last time, I went to Iceland. They've got some really cool you know, Iceland, uh, yeah. ash water baths that are like oh. warmed by volcanic the volcanic activity there. So it's like really murky water, not quite blue, but like very surreal because it's all white and it looks like you're almost swimming in milk, but it's just water. It's, it's <laughs> wow. really cool there too. Wow. Okay. Well, now I just want to swim in one of these things. Um, <laughs> but let's get back on topic here. Um, Tech and Omega emerge swimming to safety. Uh, and after catching their breath, Omega discovers sunlight peeking from a passageway that would lead them out. Uh, they they just need to blow a bigger hole in the wall. And while waiting for Hunter and the the very uh, acrophobic uh, fear of heights wrecker, <laughs> uh, Tech and Omega share a lovely heart to heart regarding change and how they both respond to it. So this is a really this was the highlight of the episode for totally. for myself, uh, probably mm-hmm. for you guys. Like. What did you think of this rare moment of tech opening up to Omega? I really loved that we got to see a version of tech that is a little bit more emotional because we've obviously never gotten that from him. He's very logical, very left brain. Like that's just how he lives. It's how he was programmed, quote unquote, the way they talk about the way they're raised. So he, he understands that he's speaking to a child who is capable of all of these feelings. And like we were talking about last week, 
Omega has this way of bringing emotion out of people and getting a really real side of of them. So I wonder if it's that force thing that gets tech to say, you know what? I do feel things, but I just feel them in a different way from you. And I think that was a really sweet moment between them. I think it's just cool because, I mean, throughout the episode, I was kind of getting that vibe anyways. The way that he's kind of snapping at Wrecker more, they're all kind of getting on each other's nerves a bit more. And it's they're they're all reeling from this most recent loss of, of Echo. Mm-hmm. And like, while he is off doing their own mission, they, they are sad to see him go, obviously. So it's really cool to talk about that. And I really think it's neat how he even mentions Crosshair. He, he mentions how mm-hmm. Echo and Crosshair made their decisions. And while he doesn't have to understand them, he can respect them. And it's, just, it's really cool that... He's he is still dealing with the loss of that other brother that Omega didn't have a close attachment to. So it's it's really cool to again get that insight into such an analytical brain. And I think you also see in Omega's face the moment that Tech references Crosshair, she goes, "Oh yeah." It's almost like she forgot that they have mm-hmm. already lost a member of their crew that she didn't connect yeah. to. So now she can be more empathetic to the fact that she's so emotional about Echo leaving. But you know what? The four of them already experienced Crosshair leaving. So she needs to understand that they have done this before. And maybe that's why it's not as evident on their faces now. Yeah. And I love that they <clears throat> they kind of they kind of both are on the same wavelength and they have been for a lot of this season in both tech and Omega. And I think, you know, we think of Omega's relationship really flourishing with Hunter, I think in the first season uh, and very much so with Wrecker and, and Mm -hmm. continuing with Wrecker here, they're kind of buddies. (laughs) Um, But with tech this season, I think there's really been a really uh, interesting connection between the two of them. And I, I love how they both came to the conclusion to use the Ipsium to blow a, a hole up in the cave uh to get out i think it just again like even her taking her own initiative to start mining the ipsium mm-hmm. herself yeah. um i think it's just a very tech thing to to do where where you know the bad batch they'll be like they'll you know hunter will tell tech to do something and he's already like halfway done doing <laughs> yeah. that mm-hmm. thing um so it's just kind of cool to see her initiative and drive coming from there and i also i i really like how you know, we talk about this show, we go back and forth as for adults, kids. I think the message for anyone, um, but especially kids, of, hey, people aren't going to react the same way as you to, to different situations, but that doesn't mean that they don't care. And yeah. that's important. And I think, especially within a family dynamic, you're going to have moments with your family where they might not fully understand something, they might not fully, but that doesn't mean that they don't necessarily care or or are worried or upset like you are um they just might not show it the same way and i think that's a really really good message for for anyone Um, and it's hidden in there it's not like out in the open right hey i feel differently than you feel (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) yeah it's 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 nice and i think it's just one of those things that like again there's there's going to be different there's going to be so many different reasons as to why that might be the case um, and I think it's just important to sort of dig into that. And I'm glad that we get that with this. Little yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, let's keep going here. The crew uh, manages to successfully blow the hole in the cavern uh, and then they escape into the sunlight. They walk outside to see the spaceport and they, they do get to travel to it. But sadly, 
No one is there. There's no food. There's no water. They manage to contact Sid, and she asks them to give her a few days, and she'll see what she can do. And I was just like, come on, Sid. Like, even Omega was like, no, you. that's not fair. Like, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. geez, like, Omega, like, okay, yeah, tell her. Um, is it just me, or is has Sid kind of become, like, the worst lately? Like, after all that they've done for her, she'll see what she can do? Sid's a yeah, batch. That, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a cool one. <laughs> No, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, 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 I keep going back and forth on, on what's, what's her deal, you know. And I, 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 I hope we get to find out soon. Um, but yeah, do you think? I mean, obviously, the Bad Batch survives. We have more episodes <laughs> to go. Um, but I, I guess my question to kind of wrap up here is like, how do you think? What do you, what do you think they're gonna do to get out of this? What do you, what are your, what are your predictions on that? I'm feeling like the Marauders still got to be on the planet somewhere. I mean, that one single kid, he's got to be coming from somewhere with other people. At least, again, that's what I'm putting the story together in my head. He had a speeder. He was coming from somewhere where he could, you know, there was maybe a, a small village or something like that. So I could only see him going back there and, you know, maybe trying to get his family to leave this planet or whatever. I don't know. I just I feel like it's still on planet and they will find it. And in the in the process, maybe ha- end up helping this kid escape his circumstances too because omega will again find that connection and want to help absolutely one, one more thing i want to quickly say before we go to meet you megan i um the <laughs> i meant to mention it earlier but there's a literally a little tiny omega thing that happens in this episode that i just was like as if i couldn't love this character anymore <laughs> but when the ship is being stolen away from them and she runs out and she goes stop <laughs> <laughs> It's such a little kid, like, like as if the, as if the ship's just gonna stop because you yell stop, and I get it. She's caught up in the moment, and you'll say yeah. that sort of thing. But I don't know. I just thought it was so endearing that she's like stop. And I, like, I don't know. Sorry, I thought that was classic really Omega. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's. Uh, I, they're definitely gonna find the Marauder, Darcy. I totally agree with your statement. I don't think it's off planet. I think it's there. But they're going to run into a new group of people, a new tribe, a new whatever it will be. And there will be another circumstance to help somebody out. Um, Wouldn't it be fun if there was more like, I don't know, does it seem like it could be a Mandalorian type of a planet? Uh, The very Western music made me feel that way. (laughs) I don't know why. And some of those canyon shots, the canyon shots too had me remembering the vibes of him walking down with Grogu and people jumping overhead and stuff like that I was, it really I felt totally like he vibe. was popping up in here somewhere i was like waiting mm-hmm. pedro pascal is about to voice a character in this show <laughs> <laughs> but like how old would would dinjarin be at that point right like i well but he, he be... what is those flashbacks in he's the mandalorian so... is on a planet that sort of looks like that yeah yeah so like yeah. he could be he could maybe what if he's that kid Oh, no, okay. I don't want to get our hopes up too high. I don't want to get our hopes up too high. (laughs) It might ruin things. (laughs) Um, But yes, let's uh, let's get to our final rating and uh, our final score for this episode, which we're going to be rating on a scale of one to five vials of Ipsium. Uh, Megan, why don't you kick us off this week? 
Well, it was another filler episode for sure. It was fun and heartfelt with lots of adventure and action still sprinkled in there. It left a little bit to be desired with, um, for me, a new substance that already mimics something else that we've seen in this world before. Um, Mm -hmm. But I am happy that we got to see an emotional moment with Tech and Omega. We get to see their relationship flourish a little bit and them understanding each other. Um, So I appreciate that. But I really wish that they had shown us this character um, that stole their ship in the same episode if it's Mm. not somebody that's going to be overly important. So Mm -hmm. my hopes are a little bit high that whoever took their ship is a part of a storyline that's going to make sense and mean something for their future. Um, Mm -hmm. I also think it's so funny that in your description of the stampede part, you mentioned the Lion King scene because I literally (laughs) wrote in my notes, stampede in the Pride Lands. (laughs) Um, All in all, another fun filler episode, but... I mean, we have so many intense moments in this season so far that this one's just going to be a little lesser of a vote for me. So Mm -hmm. I am giving it three out of five vials of Ipsium. All righty. Okay. Darcy. I really enjoyed this episode. You're calling it filler and stuff like that, but I feel like it wasn't because it was so in the forefront and dealing with the 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 leaving of echo like everyone is mm. still being really from that impact and it we are seeing how that is affecting their relationships within the group throughout this episode and where i do have faults with this uh, episode this episode in particular is the just the way that the ship goes missing i mean with the t- four of them they could have had someone wait back at the ship someone wait at the entrance and have two go into the mine it would have made a lot more sense so it was just that whole setup for them getting stuck on this uh, this planet was what really took me out of it but everything else about this episode i said i really enjoyed because again we got those that relationship building between tech and omega but again we're still seeing the fact that tech and probably the other guys are still dealing with that, you know, the the disappearance of, or like the leaving of uh, Crosshair even before Echo. So it's really cool that they are still taking the time to explore that relationship, even though we haven't seen him with this Bad Batch at all this season. So it's it's, it's really enjoyable. So again, I, I like this one a lot more than, than you, Meg. I, again, <laughs> I'm not going to go down as low as that, uh, as one of the earlier filler episodes where I gave a 2.5, but this one is a strong four for me, a four to five vials of Ipsium because... Again, the character growth that we got from this episode was well deserved, I think, and it was it was much needed, especially after the the you know dark place that we were left off in the uh, the last episode. So four to five for me. Well, be careful with all that Ipsium, Darcy. Jesus. <laughs> um, I yeah, I think I'm kind of in between you two actually this this week. Uh, it's a very simple story, but I think honestly the, the it was nice to get a cliffhanger. Um, you know, we we literally mentioned. Last week we were talking about how like yeah two part episodes like let's let's do more two part episodes and that's kind of what I think we're getting here at least I hope we get to see what happens next week um, I, I you know we'll get to learn how they survive being stranded there um, but the, the development the character development for Omega and Tech the really heartfelt moment like I don't even like honestly it could have even just been like more of that and I I might yeah. have you know really really uh, enjoyed this as well I think. Um, there's not a ton to this episode outside of that conversation besides a nice homage to the Lion King. Um, <laughs> but I, w- but I will say the music. <laughs> it's, I'm just a sucker for that, that <laughs> incredible Western guitar music. And I was yep. like, comes out of nowhere and kind of just like slaps you in the face with like, 
I'm like, wow, like, okay, can we get more of that, please? Because that yeah. was a dope score. And um, so literally because of the Lion King reference, the conversation and the music, uh, I'm going to give this episode uh, a 3.5 out of 5 vials of Ipsium. You All right, well, that is one? it for this week's watch. Oh, yeah, I got a half an Ipsium, okay? I, I, I don't know what happened to the other half. It blew up. Uh, but that is it for this week's episode of Watch Club for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts or predictions on the shows we cover in Watch Club, well, you don't have to get trapped in a mind full of the shiny, exploding juice only to get mad at one of your dads who tells you he still has feelings but just reacts differently than you. Instead, Darcy, can you let our lovely batches know how they can reach us? For sure. They can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or if that's too much like falling down a, an underground waterway and getting swept off to another cavern, you can uh, reach us over on Instagram at wearegeekcentric or on Twitter at geekcentricyt. Yeah, like again, I'd be okay with the end of that situation. I'd like the swimming in the cabin. Yeah, yeah, is fine. yeah. The, the, the being swept away would be terrifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, having no control over where you're going, that would just too, not not fun for me. Give me still water to swim in, please. Yeah, yeah. and like even Megan, you were mentioning like having to climb through like super tight crevasses or whatever. Like that crevasses, crevasses. <laughs> like I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I would like I'm I'm okay with like tight spaces, but at a certain point where I'm like I could get stuck here forever. I'm like no no no. Yeah, don't yeah. want to mm-hmm. do that. Um, keep in mind, we have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies, TV shows. We've got a lot of reviews out right now, um, some new stuff that's going on. we got some stuff coming up. And also, we have interviews out uh, with uh, the Bad Batch themselves, D. Bradley Baker, along with the writer and director for this series. So subscribe here. Subscribe on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Geekcentric. Keep up with all the great stuff we're doing. And uh, yeah, Megan, Darcy, thank you so much for joining me for this Watch Club. And as we say... Good Good soldiers, soldiers. follow Follow orders. orders.